This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey. I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked in the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates as we debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, frauds, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, it is raining in San Diego and I am soaking in the cozy weather. I'm really excited for this episode today because I've been wanting to talk about this topic in depth, and that is mental health and the ways that MLMs affect your mental health. It's a great episode for those of you that love it when I drag my soapbox out and just sort of go off on subjects. I go off on quite a few tangents and soapboxes in this episode, and I get rather passionate. So if that's your favorite, Roberta, like you're in for a treat. I also want to say thank you to everybody who has joined the Discord. We have great episode discussions going on over there, and I just am blown away with the really cool discussion that's happening on Dr. Amy's episode. It was a really big hit. I got so many people reaching out and saying, thank you for talking about this subject and um, being excited that we're going to go down this avenue this year. So I'm really excited that you guys are excited about this. I already have been talking to people about coming on the show, and so it's, yes, Full steam ahead. If you're interested in Discord and you want to join it, all of the links can be found in the show notes and on the website. Aside from talking about mental health, I will say in this episode, there aren't a ton of trigger warnings. And Heather and I are both proud MLM haters. But I do want to give you a trigger warning because um, I talk about the MLM Living R3, which I think I had mentioned in the housekeeping a couple weeks back, was this MLM that I couldn't find the name of. Um, so after I made my video on TikTok and they sort of like saw it and attacked me in the comments, which is what I read in the housekeeping, um, I actually was featured in their like weekly webinar and one of the women that I'm in contact with sent it to me 
And so I took the clips, yes, there are multiple, of the owner of the company talking about me. (laughs) I placed it gently in the parts of the episode where we're talking about Living R3. So um, if you need to use your skip feature or listen to it in in a faster speed to get through it because this MLM spiel uh, triggers you, I get it. (laughs) I I could only listen to it for so long before I'm like, you know what, if he talks about me more, (laughs) I'm good with it. And lastly, I want to welcome our newest Patreon members, Stephanie O, Asha Osef, and Amy Farber. Thank you so much for the support, and I hope to see you on Monday for our Monday morning chit-chats. So without further ado, for all of you MLM haters who love soapbox rants, get your haterade nice and icy and be prepared for the next hour or so. Enjoy! Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we are going to be talking about MLMs and what they do to our mental health because, girl, it hit me too hard. It hit me really hard when I was in an MLM and my mental health, and I sometimes still reel from wondering what happened and how it happened so easily. So I'd like to welcome to the show my guest today, Heather Tobin. It's so nice to have you. How are you doing? Ah, Roberta, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan, okay? Not in a culty way. Not in a culty way, but like in, in a healthy way. We love to hear it. And I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the show. Huge fan of the Thank show. Thank you. <laughs> You're it, welcome. We were just talking about the labor of love of podcasting before we hit record and how much work goes into it. And this show has grown so much in the last three years that we've had it. And it's just, I'm so proud of it. And I'm so excited for where it's headed. I have no idea. The show tells me where we're going. (laughs) I am so excited to be talking about mental health with you today. So we're going to start at the beginning. I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell us what you're all about. And then we're going to hop into your laundry list of MLMs. Yes, it is a long laundry list. So I'm Heather Tobin. And for many years, I've been a mental health advocate because I have lived with mental illness, namely depression and anxiety. And I I think I probably had it my whole life. But I think once I started getting treatment, it was very apparent to me that a lot of things needed to be, as far as stigma goes, ended, brought to the light. So that's been a huge driving force for me. And as an author and blogger and also just public speaker on all of these things, mental health has been a huge thing. Because not to get all statistical, beginning, but you think that one out of four or five people has a diagnosable at some point in their lives mental illness. And and also the women especially too, twice as likely to get some sort of mental illness throughout their lives. And having living through it, I'm very protective of that demographic of people because there's so many. And it ties into MLMs because growing up This was before the internet. So for people listening, yes, there was life before the internet. And it's just hard to believe. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, what? It's weird to think back. Like I think back to like before I had the internet. Like I got the internet and I'm 42, but I got the internet in high school. I want to say I was like a freshman in high school. 
Yeah, yeah. And then that even seems really late for a lot of people who have been raised and born with the internet from conception. But yeah, I do remember the time before chat rooms and message boards. Yeah. And Facebook and all that and, and everything. And you're a baby. 42, that's a baby. I'm 55, so. But I'll tell you, one of the things was, I think you wanted to sort of know how I sort of started out. Yeah. Getting sort of zapped by, I'm going to call it zapped by MLMs. I had always heard of Avon and Mary Kay. I mean, there was always someone's parent grew up in this like seaside community. And the big thing with like the moms, as kids, I just remember, wow, Billy Sue's mom got a pink Cadillac. Because she sold a bunch of freaking makeup. I'm like, that's incredible. Maybe I like, grew up. I can do that too. Things like that. Or Tupperware. Everybody had Tupperware. Or things like that. I will say the hold, that pink car, and the promise of your own pink car like had on people. I remember being like a teenager and seeing my aunt get a pink Cadillac and being like, oh, you can get a pink car from this company? Right? But by the time I got to college and I studied anthropology, which was interesting because I studied cultures and I also studied cults and that I found fascinating. But even though I studied it, I was still vulnerable because around that time too, my depression really emerged. My, my anxiety and depression really kicked in as a college kid. I was always an anxious kid, but by college I was at a huge university and it was a lot. And by the time senior year came along in 1991, the pink Cadillacs were in the rearview mirror, excuse that horrible pun. And I was vulnerable, like a lot of people. And because we didn't really have the internet yet, there were people that would come on campus and canvas. And during senior year, that was the thing. There were legit companies that would come to recruit but also the MLMs were targeting. They were targeting, I guess, what I am as Gen X. To what I was a Gen Xer. And they came in, and I'll never forget this couple that came in. They were perfectly manicured, wearing little business suits. Like, how would you like to have more money than you could ever imagine? How would you like to do what you love and look and feel your best? Well, here's an opportunity for you, which I now call Ew, skin, because the stuff, I'm sorry, the stuff smelled like ass. But they said, when I even asked about it, it really did. I mean, looking back, I'm just being totally frank, but at the time, I'm, oh my goodness, there must be all these amazing constituents that make it just smell fantastic, fantastically terrible. And I remember to this day, and this was very expensive for 1991, and being a college senior. It was during recession as well, so job security or even entree into jobs was not great in 1991 for us kids. Perfect opportunity for an MLM to come on campus. They were targeting us. They were targeting us. Absolutely. And so what ended up happening was the kit, the startup kit, the onboarding kit, was $365, which think about that inflation-wise, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. And I didn't have it. I sold a piece of like my grandmother's jewelry that she'd given me. <sighs> no. Oh yeah. This I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, I'll go back to that jeweler in a month. 
and I'll have it back in spades because I'm going to conquer the world selling you skin. Oh, no. Yep, and that's the thing. I had stars in my eyes. And again, bringing in that mental health piece, I was anxious. I was afraid of failing. I'd always been sort of this overachieving academic kid. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going into the world. I have to do whatever it takes to be part of this. And the same thing, these less phone calls, these were a lot of in-person groups, and they were very intense. And this couple was very intense, but smiling in that sort of glazed-over way, like, you're going to do great. I'm like, well, I just tried to sign up 5 million people underneath me, and I've had no luck. Just don't worry. You have to do more. You have to do more. You have to do more. Think of everybody. Make a list, you know, from what you dealt with it in the row, you know, make a list of everybody who would wear leggings, even if they don't have legs, doesn't matter, make a list. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And so it came to a point where my 11-year-old sister was very good at saving up her allowance. And so when I graduated and I came home and I was living at home, I hit my sister up and I sold her a lot of anti-wrinkle cream. And the upline said, that's a great idea. Do you have another sister? I said, yeah, she's not interested. But they said, yeah, we'll, we'll tell her that if she starts now, it will reduce wrinkles throughout her life. It's preventative. <laughs> it's preventative. And I just remember my little sister saying, this smells awful. It smells like ass, basically. And I said, I know. That is because it works. Yeah, that's how you know it's working. <laughs> that's how you know it's working. <laughs> it smells so freaking horrible. So horrible. And so it was miserable because, in my case, too, Harry was depressed and thinking, oh, well, you know, the formula that had always worked that, oh, if I work hard, I'll do well. Guess what, folks? No. And not to mention, even then, in 1991, there were so many campuses that people were hitting up that all of a sudden I found out that the friends down the street were also selling new skin. Just saturated saturated already and I just remember calling saying look I I was feeling very depressed I felt lousy about myself I was like a failure I'm like oh my god I just the guilt came in too about my god I just hit up my sister and and then my her little friends and like all these 11 year olds are buying new skin I'm like this is horrible this is not oh good my god. this is not good at all he's crazy yeah yeah, but this is part of the whole indoctrination, the cultish stuff. And I will never forget when I finally, after months of trying, or maybe I sold some and I was trying to onboard people and I you know, had my maybe had a little bit of a downline and stuff like that, but it really overall was not going well. And I came to my senses and I remember calling them and I really, I can't do this and I, I can't do monthly payments for more inventory. And that's the other thing too, as we know, the front loading of inventory. Yes. So, I mean, I went through thousands of dollars. I'd be like, oh, make sure you get this. There's a new sample in. Wow. Buy this, buy that. Yes, debt at 22. Oh my gosh. Well, I looked up, I, I found an inflation calculator and I looked up the cost. $365 for a year seems a little intentional because there's 365 days so they can say it's only a dollar a day <gasps> you're gonna own your own business for a dollar a oh, day right wow so 365 dollars in 1991 
is worth $848.70 today, which to start an MLM, like that's pretty much a red flag. Like that's pretty expensive, almost $900 to start. And But I also know that nowadays new skin is, quote, free to join. Like if you want to sign up, you can sign up for free and you can be a distributor. You're not going to get any product. You're not going to get any extras. You're just going to become a distributor for free, which is how new skin gets around the whole pay to play because they're not adding in all of the product that they ask you to buy after you sign up for free. And if I talk about MLMs and things on social media and new skin comes up, inevitably, there's always somebody in the comments that's like, I sell this and it was free to join. I don't know how that's a scam. And it's like people don't really look past that initial join fee. You know, it's not $365 and worth $0, but you have to be a product of the product. You have to try the toothpaste. How could you tell everybody that it works if you've never tried it? You have to buy this $40 tube of toothpaste or you need to buy this wrinkle cream and all of this stuff so that you can try it and be a product of the product because no one's going to buy something from someone who hasn't even tried the product. You have to be a walking billboard. Exactly. And so they don't ever talk about that secondary and then continuing, like you said, this monthly payment that you have to make to front load inventory. They conveniently leave that out when they're saying it's free to join. Just because it costs you $0 to send them your email address doesn't mean that you're not going to be spending hundreds of dollars within the first couple weeks because, again, a lot of MLMs like to have that introductory kit. Like you only get 30 days to buy it. You only can get it in the first 72 hours. Or, you know, a lot of MLMs will do the first two weeks of the month, we have this special introductory deal and then you have to pay full price for everything else or this is when the deals come out. And I think a lot of people who are in and are making excuses for these companies, they forget about those things and they say it was free to join. It's not a scam, but it's really interesting that you said back in 91, it was $365 to join because for me, that seems like it's a dollar a day. You can change someone's life for a dollar a day. For a dollar a day. You're absolutely right. The second aspect of this whole thing that you mentioned is hard work, right? In a normal traditional job, you do the tasks, you work hard, you put in your hours. Your boss says, hey, you've been doing really good. You're going to get a raise or you're going to get a promotion or you're going to get certain things and recognitions or here's an award. Thanks so much for your hard work. But in an MLM, it's not the case because they've one of the big factors of being successful in an MLM is luck. And not a lot of people talk about that. It's the whole gambling thing, right? It's betting on the right number. It's sitting down at the right machine. It's joining the right company at the right time. It's being on the right team of somebody who's going to pad the pockets and stack you with people. And it, it really is so much blind, stupid luck that when they say you're not working hard enough, or you're not doing the work, they're literally leaving in this massive factor that you cannot control. And that is how some people can say, well, I made it work. I worked hard and it worked out for me. Exactly. But the more I talk to people, right, they say, I worked hard. I did the list. I contacted three people a day. I sent the emails. I bought the product. I hit up the sales. I posted on my social media. I talked to people in the grocery store and it still didn't work. And those other people that it does work for, luck is a huge factor that nobody ever talks about. It is luck and timing. Luck and timing. You get in early, well, hey, all of a sudden you're way the hell up there and you have all of these rows and rows and rows of people 
under and, and therefore, okay, you're seeing that big money. But so many people become underneath. It basically is sort of a commercial enslavement to an ideal that can never be met and just mathematically is not a possibility and reaches a point of saturation. And I think that was it even with Newskins by the time, the fact that they were hitting up people in my age bracket. It's interesting having gone through life and again, good. And that's 33 years, yeah, 33 years ago. And so many things have changed, but so many things that stay the same. I went on to graduate school a couple of years after, and I studied communications. And it was very interesting because I studied persuasion once again. I was very interested and actually did my thesis in grad school at Emerson on persuasion and cult-like behavior and groupthink. A lot of these buzzwords that people say, all of these things, the way that organizations work. And again, there's companies that have their company lingo, but of course we know with MLMs that there's, again, there's that repetition. There's that, we're going to be part of this, this big buzzword community, but you got to pay to play. And then you're out on your ass the minute you are not paying member of that club. And, and you bring up mental health again, and I, you know, I think that's it too. Because I thought, oh, I've studied this, so maybe I'm immune. But the thing is, what I was not immune to, because again, mental health. This depression, I have clinical depression. So in, in times, sort of the next foray into it was when I got married and I moved to the suburbs of New Hampshire. And I joined a women's group because that's what we did. It was called, you know, it was women's friends and family. Another perfect target for every possible MLF. Pampered chef. Leah Sophia, I think even Lululu or something similar to it. It was just a whole bunch. And so all of a sudden, what had started out as, hey, we're going to get together and it's a book club or we're going to go and have like wine and cheese. It became, oh no, come to my party, sign up. And if you didn't, you were ostracized, which was very difficult because being isolated as it was in a new place, wanting to connect with people, and then the fallout when trying to extract myself from, even if it was just a basic thing, like, hey, I'll sign up just to be nice, okay? And this is a big thing, too, that I'm vulnerable. We're vulnerable, often women, men too, of course, but I'm going to speak for women being one, okay, and this is in my own opinion, um, is that I think we're caretakers by nature, and we want to make everybody feel okay. So you're like, oh, you don't want to reject somebody. Oh, someone's having a Sophia party or something. And, well, I don't want to be a jackass and not go. I want to show support. And this is her business, even though it's not, because that's the biggest load of crap we'll ever as we know. But the pressure. To anybody on the outside who's like, hey, come to my Leah Sophia jewelry party. We're going to have a jewelry party. I'm going to make some appetizers. All the book club girlies are getting together, and this is what we're going to do this week because we don't have a new book or yes. whatever. Whatever the reason is that we're having a jewelry party instead of what we normally do. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen you guys in a couple weeks. I want to come. And then you get there, and most people don't really intrinsically understand how MLMs work. 
they look at jewelry on a table and they go, oh my gosh, you saw these? These are so cute. Oh yeah, I get a commission and blah, 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 blah. And you just see it as a business. You see it as I'm a consumer. You have a product. You're selling this product. I like this product. I'm going to exchange my money for this product. And that is, that's a transaction. The end. Thank you so much for my spoon ring. I love it. But we don't see the back end, you know, unless we've been in it or we understand it or we listen to the show and we don't understand where that money goes, how it gets broken up, how it is used to manipulate that salesperson on the other side. Because a lot of times when you're in it, when you're new and you're seeing all these other people who have much bigger front loaded inventories than you in the beginning, when you don't really quote need the money because you're still quote building your business, you're like, I just sold a $20 ring or I just made $20. I can put that back in my business. I can recycle that $20 back into my business. I'm not going to put it in my pocket because again, that other cliche, like in the small business, you don't make money for the first couple of years, which is true. I mean, you pay yourself. They leave a lot of things out, but that whole like cliche of like small businesses don't make money in the first couple of years. And so they go, oh yeah, well, I'm a small business. I got to keep recycling this money. I got to keep putting it in. Small businesses don't really make a lot of money in the first couple of years. So that's fine. I'm right on board with everything that's happening. And we use a lot of things that are real in a real business. And we bring them into this fake make-believe business. And we expect that the rules and the laws to be the same in a scam as they are in a real business. And they are not. And so we do ridiculous things. Oh, we do. In the name of, well, my upline told me that this is how it does. And I don't really know because I've never owned my own business. And why would my upline lie to me? They want to see me succeed because when I succeed, they succeed. And we get in this mindset like you're talking about in these commercial cults and these situations where we are under coercive control and we have no idea that we're under coercive control and we are willing to sign over the $20 we make to put it back into the business to buy another pair of leggings or another tube of lipstick or a different flavor of limited edition shake powder so that we can be again a product of the product. And we don't realize what it's doing to us mentally, especially to those of us who have pre-existing mental illnesses or are already very close to that. Yes. I feel like being an MLM really pushed me over the edge in a lot of spaces that I was like, what is happening now? Like I came out of my MLM funk and I'm like, I have really bad anxiety now. I have social anxiety now. Of course. And different things that I never had before because the behaviors of the people in the MLM affected me mentally. Not just financially, not just emotionally, not just like, oh, you're not my friend anymore, block, but really mentally. And it's horrific. And it happens to so many people. I say all the time that the only thing you need to be, because people are like, oh, how could you be so stupid? I could be the dumbest person in the whole entire world and not fall for an MLM and could be the dumbest person in the world and fall for an MLM. It has nothing to do with how smart or dumb you are. It has everything to do with the vulnerabilities in your life and the fake promises that they give you in order to fix these things that you feel make you a broken person. You're not really broken. It's okay. You don't need to sell leggings to be a whole person anymore. Like therapy is there. If therapy exists, you don't need to join an MLM to feel whole about yourself.
Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. They affect so many vulnerable populations. We've got stay-at-home folks, right? You're a stay-at-home dad. You're a stay-at-home mom. You're a stay-at-home caregiver. You can't work because of chronic illness or disability, and that's why you're home. You're a single parent. You are low income, and there are reasons that you can't do certain things. You don't have the privileges or the abilities to be able to do these other things where people are like, well, just get a job, just get a job at McDonald's. There's a lot of times where people are like, but I can't just get a job at McDonald's. I need something that's more flexible. I need something that's home. And the MLMs are like, did you say you needed a flexible from home job? I've got a solution for you. That's it. I've got a solution. You don't have to work, blah, blah, blah. That's exactly it. And then you bring up a phenomenal point about that targeting of people that for instance, oh, well, you don't have to work in a retail store all day long. You know, what, what then they don't tell you once you get sucked in is, hey, you better go to this convention, which you have to pay for out of pocket and social anxiety. And I can really relate to as well, if you're mentioning after your exit. And the thing is, is that the idea personally for me of being in a convention room full of a lot of people screaming with confetti coming down from the ceiling is my idea of hell. It's it, and, and so in the beginning, they say, oh, don't worry. This is perfect if you're at home and you can't get out, if you have anxiety, if you have depression. But the reality is later on, it's like, hey, we want you to go live on Facebook. And what? You don't like to do live? You don't want to be in front of a camera? Don't worry. We'll coach you. You've got this. And, you know, I've had friends recently who've been, I mean, it's almost just, it's, again, it's just, just saying you've got to keep on going. Don't let your fears dictate your success. You feel that fear and do it anyway. And so I've seen friends of mine that suffer from social anxiety who are starting. I, well, I had a, she's one of my closest friends, and she called, and she's caught up in one of the MLMs now. She said, I feel terrible because I'm not doing enough. And it's one of the weight loss ones. And she lost a lot of weight. And I said to her, I said, listen to me. I said, I've seen you transform 
don't give your power away, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to diss what you're doing. I'm not even trying to diss the MLM, because if you believe in it, I said, but also remember that you made a commitment to get healthier, and it has less to do about the crap that you're buying. <laughs> I said it more gently, <laughs> and more about the fact that you made some incredible lifestyle changes that were healthy and good for you. And I think that's what makes me so furious about MLMs is that they try to take credit if there is an improvement because, oh, you use their product. Well, what do you do? You know what I mean? And it's disempowering. And again, and she's being pushed and pushed. And I think that's why I really wanted to come on the show as well to talk about that because I'm seeing people that I know and love who have been so jerked around by, my God. What happens? What's happening behind the curtain? As we just said, the Wizard of Oz. What's going on? You're like, I am the great and powerful Oz. Like, no, you're just, <laughs> right. you're just a liar behind the curtains. Yeah. And the vulnerability, I think it really hits home with some of these later MLMs. So after, and I moved away from, you know, the, that point in my life with the pampered chef and some of these things. A couple of years ago, then again, you know, so now it's sort of like my early life, sort of my middle life, and now I'm sort of getting to my midlife to later midlife. And now it's a big health kick MLMs, big health kick ones. Lose weight, use these oils, use CBD, okay? And I'll tell you, it's dangerous because, for instance, these keto MLMs, I know this because I have, for instance, I, I have autoimmune disease. If I go into ketosis, I've ended up in the hospital twice because it's very dangerous. And so it's like, yeah, taking a keto supplement because some mentor that doesn't know jack squat about what that can do to someone who has diabetes, who is has chronic illness, and that is what's infuriating me, that I'm seeing this push, like doTERRA too. I remember my sister got sort of hooked up into that. She was newly divorced. She was in a small community of being a mom of, of young girls. And so she gets sucked into that. And all of a sudden, you have her upline saying, oh, it cures cancer. Really? Don't think so. I mean, those type of ridiculous claims from some of these MLMs. And so not only are we dealing with the, the cog in the wheel of, of basically these monsters that are setting you up to fail, but they're also putting people at physical as well as mental uh, health risk. And I think that just has me livid. And that's what I'm seeing now with some of the ones that are going around now. It's like a bad virus. It's like, oh, if you're, that's what I think of these MLMs. Oh, the latest one. Oh, it's keto or everything. You're really, you could only lose weight. If you take these keto supplements and it's like, well, I don't know, man. Also, maybe how about body positivity? Maybe a lot of us come in all different shapes and sizes and we we change and evolve. Um, I know as a woman going into my later 50s, I'm not the same build I was in my 20s. And it just is what it is. But I'm terrified for these experts. Buy into something that certifies its own experts. And that's what's terrifying. Are these like, I'm an expert. And it's like, you don't know anything. But you're telling people who are diabetic to take these. That could kill them. And I think, you know, it'd be very dangerous, right? But, hey, it's all about the upsell. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of, like, 
the United States has a health crisis, right? Like our healthcare system is all out of whack. It's ridiculous. We get sick and we can't afford to go. Like there's a lot of people that don't even have insurance. Can't go to the doctor, have to find alternatives. Like, you know, like, well, I don't feel good. And I got this thing and I'm going to complain about it on Facebook because maybe the people who I love and who know me have gone through it. And maybe they can say, oh, you know what really helped me? Doing this. But what happens, like we've talked about in the past, is that MLMs train us to look for those kinds of complaints. Oh my God, yes. So you've got your regular friends who are like, oh my God, Heather, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I went through something, you know, getting massages once a week really helped with the tension, headaches, and this happened. And, you know, oh, taking a hot shower helps me or really just normal, basic, like maybe you should try this kind of advice. But in between those good natured friends who are offering their own medical advice or solutions, you find these people that are like, have you ever tried ketones? (laughs) Have you ever tried essential oils? (laughs) Like the woman that was claiming that she could cure eyesight by using doTERRA immortal essential oil that you could just put it in your eye and it would help your eyes like ridiculous unbelievable claims where people are so desperate right i feel like going to facebook to complain about something isn't really the first step in your journey to figure out what's going on maybe you've gone to doctors maybe you've talked to experts maybe you've talked to different professionals and you haven't gotten answers you're not trusting whatever that you've gone to before because it hasn't been working. So let's let's crowdsource this and let's ask our friends. And lurking in your sheep's, our wolves in sheep's clothing, saying, I've got the solution. Do you have $99 and 15 minutes to watch a video about this incredible company that's changed my life? And when you're already at your wit's end, When you've already tried everything and you're now doing these alternative medicines like dewormers and trying therapies and all these different therapies to get solutions for something that modern medicine has failed you and someone that you care about, your aunt, your friend, your bestie from high school, whatever, comes to you with a solution you haven't tried, you're vulnerable, you're chronically ill, you're a single parent who's like, I can't afford to be sick. I'll try anything. And then these snake oil salesmen sneak into your inbox, promising you not only the solution and the cure to whatever is ailing you, but also if you're so inclined, you can also make this a business. You can get income off of it too. It's going to solve all your problems. You know that job you've had to take a medical leave from because your headaches are so bad. Well, not only are my oils going to repair that, but it's also going to replace the income that you're not getting because you can't work a traditional job. It's so built in. I feel like everything around us is intentionally failing and that the answers always seem to be pyramid schemes. Oh, they are. They are because that's the thing too. You bring up such a brilliant point, Roberta, because right now, I mean, look, a lot of Let's face it, this world is in a lot of chaos, and you're right. Healthcare systems have failed, and we have global crises. You have a lot of people in a state of chaos, and it it sort of reminded me of how sort of dictatorships arise 
when you have all of this chaos around. And I, I almost think of MLMs very similar because there are a lot of similar in doctrine. I mean, I, I studied, I studied Nazi Germany and, and how it started out very innocuous with just these little changes. And you know, it's forgotten that in World War II, before World War II, Germany was a democracy like here. And you know, I'm not trying to get all crazy about it, but the point being is that having studied history, there's a similarity because, again, cult of personality, whether it's in the political arena, whether it is in, say, like a Jim Jones horrible situation. But the same with these MLMs and how dangerous they are psychologically, physiologically, emotionally, spiritually. And now there's so many very vulnerable people. Like I see, the state of mental health is at its all-time worst right now, um, statistically. Just you read the news about that. So in jumps these. And that's the other thing, too, is that a lot of these health-related, pseudo-health-related MLMs are also promising. I know that, like the ketones one, it promises you're going to feel better mentally. That's a hell of a promise. Part of the reason is that half of them are charged with caffeine, so you get a jolt because there's caffeine in them, so you naturally are going to feel, oh, I feel a little better. But the point being is a lot of things have come out with some of these companies, too. This is such an MLM thing. All natural. Yeah. All natural is one of those blanket statements that basically, you know what? Arsenic is all natural. It's all natural. But then you come to find it, too. Then you look at the ingredients. I'm like, huh, I'm looking at, like, aspartame. That's not all natural. So, again, a lot of the claims are, are in some of these I'm not trying to cite specifically as I don't want to get in trouble, but what MLMs and these cultish things do is they remove critical thinking because you're all of a sudden part of groupthink and all of a sudden you are just enmeshed in something that potentially, and there's a the thing too, I would not be able to forgive myself if I got involved with something that helped and I had a downline. And God forbid I, I had a product that, that got someone sick, you know, or even hurt them in any way. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, st I feel, still feel guilty about selling my 11-year-old sister going back in time to that. But again, just the frenzy and that kind of crazy look in the eyes and how it's hard enough in this world, even if your mental health is pretty solid. Like you said, a lot of people that maybe go into these MLMs solid come out going, Oh my God, I have so much social anxiety. I feel trauma. I feel I don't even know how to be anymore because how do I, like, it's like, how do I live on the outside? It's kind of like you're coming out of prison and trying to learn how to, to be normal again. Yeah. Like reintegrating into society. You're like, I don't sell a scam anymore. What is real? It's weird. It is really weird. And I get a lot of emails from people who are like, I found the show. I listened to it. I'm still unpacking. I've quit my MLM. Every episode, something comes up and I'm triggered and I have to go down another rabbit hole and go, oh my God, that was a lie too. And it's so like layered and convoluted. And there's so many times where when I'm trying to even make a video explaining something or trying to reply to somebody who has all of these ridiculous points, like there's so much and I can't just answer it with, 
like XYZ because that XYZ answer has so many layers as well where I'm like, okay, well, we got to take it back to 1979. How much time do you have? And a lot of times these answers, there's so much to learn. And so when people tell me you need to do your research, I'm like, oh, girlfriend, I have done it. I've lived it. I've learned it. I've seen it. I've talked to hundreds of people. This is not an isolated incident. Like this is happening. It is churning out like a machine. People are coming out with the same stories from different companies, from different periods of time, different product lines, different situations, different mental illnesses, different financial situations. And it's the same story. And I cannot sit back and hear these people tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about when I've got three whole years of episodes that prove that I have at least learned a lot more about what I'm talking about than the person accusing me of not knowing what I'm talking about. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and that's the way of gaslighting too. I mean, oh yeah. It's the classic thing. I mean, the gaslighting, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And, and the mean girling or the mean boying. You're absolutely right. It is. It's un. It's unbelievable. And I think right now, I think it's, it's sort of a scary time in that. And this is why it's so important to bring it up. It's like, hey, we are. I think all of us. Are, this is a very vulnerable time in the world right now. And during vulnerable times, unfortunately, very disingenuous companies look out, be vigilant, ask questions. The high demand control that is found in so many organizations. And when you are outside of understanding how high demand control works, you cannot see it. When you are outside of it, whether you've experienced it, whether you've learned it in higher education, whether you've watched enough cult documentaries to be able to call it like, mm hmm, if you are outside of that bubble of understanding, you cannot see it. There is nothing I can say to you. That will prove it if you are not willing to open your eyes to see it. You can say, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm watching the thing. I'm listening. You still don't make any sense because people are so closed off to this oh, yeah. almost like sunk cost fallacy that they have of the yes. time and the effort yes. and the energy they've put in, the friends that they've made, which they still don't understand won't be there when they quit because they're still there now. The support, the Facebook groups that are echo chambers. Right now I'm dealing with this video that I put out about this MLM that I couldn't even find the name of. In fact, we had to reach out and message someone and say, what is this? Can you send me information to even get a name? Yes. And I make this video and the women that are in the video that I feature came for me. They're like, hi, we're here. Did you want to debate us? And I'm like, no, I don't have anything to say to you. Everything I have to say to you is in this video. Watch it. Nobody's watching the whole thing. It's nine minutes long. Okay, watch it. I watched your seven minute product video and your three minute compensation plan video. You can watch my nine minute. This is obviously a pyramid scheme and here's why video. If you honor your commitments and you trust the math, friends, we all win. That is the living R3 opportunity overview. I think I have a few questions here that I'm going to, Hop over here. It's funny. Somebody posted a video, and this lady was just totally trashing on network marketing companies and actually talking about us. I was flattered. I'm like, hey, we are, we, we made it. We're like, you know, we already got this person that's got 300,000 followers that's trying to bash us. 
and literally spent a lot of time. She spent a lot of time going through the whole thing. She picked and chose the parts that she wanted to play, like a lot of news agencies do when they want to, you know, try to slant a person in this certain direction. I just laughed. I'm like, that's funny. But she spent a lot of time piecing it together. But uh, the one one thing that she just did not get very well at all was the fact that anybody, anybody, no matter where you're at, can be at the top of their own. Yeah, she's all, she's kept trying to say, doesn't look like a pyramid. It looks like a pyramid. You know, a good friend of mine sold his company for over $150 million. It was a brick and mortar company, a bakery where he was producing 10 million pounds of baked goods a week. And he was supplying, he was one of the number one suppliers in North America to grocery stores, to restaurants, to even Starbucks. At the, he sold his company five years ago. But prior to that, he was the number one supplier for all the Starbucks for pastries in North America. And uh, he said to me, he said, David, you know, it's funny. Every single person, when they've gone to a store, they're participating in multi-level marketing. I said, what do you mean, David? He said, well, every single person, when they go and they buy that product off the shelf, they don't realize it, but somebody manufactured it. Then they sell it to a distributor. Then they sell it to a broker. Then they still sell it to the store before the customer buys it. He's like, there's five levels there before the customer ever gets it. And guess what? When you buy a product off the shelf, you're paying the store, you're paying the broker, you're paying the distributor, you're paying missing one, and then you're paying the manufacturers. Five levels of payment that are going into you buying that one thing. So everybody actually participates in a pyramid or a multi-level, if you will. And every single company always has a CEO. Not normally, no company I've ever seen has the janitor or the teacher or the, the staff that's been able to earn as much as the CEO or the head of the company. In this all, all playing fields are even, friends. All playing fields are even because there's a whole country out there that has not heard of us yet. So you've seen the numbers. Good friend of mine that uh, unfortunately went passed away, went to heaven. She was one of the number one, number one. I think she, I think at the time she was the number one network marketer in the world. She had I, I won't I won't even I think she had close to a hundred thousand customers. I mean she was just crushing it. Super sweet. Super sweet gal. Love her. She's in heaven now. Love you, sis. But uh, she just was crushing it. But she wasn't the first one in the company. So in any event, I said all that to just say, it's up to you. What do you want to do? Where else are you going to do it? If this isn't the right company for you, hey, I hope you find the right one that fits your bucket list, that checks off all the boxes for you. I hope they're out there. For me, if I was looking for an opportunity, I'd say, I want something simple. I want something with a ton of potential. I want something with products that I know work. I don't have to think that they're working. I know they're working. And I want something, man, it sure would be great if I was early on and knew about it before the rest of the country, which is where you're at right now. But again, it's still up to you what you do with it. You can choose to sit back and not do anything at all and hope life's going to change or there's going to be another opportunity that comes your way from somewhere else. And hey, more power to you. But there's those of you out there they're going to see this opportunity, going to recognize it, going to feel it in your spirit and say, you know what? I need to say yes. But these women are coming for me. And the funny thing is in my inbox are all kinds of people who personally know these women, who are personal friends with these women, who have messaged me and said they don't even believe in the product. They know it's a scam. They're banking on the fact that they can get people in. They've been taking these vitamins for months and they told me they don't even like them. And I'm like... Wow. So they're blatantly lying. I know they're blatantly lying. I'm watching them do it. Of course you do. But the fact that these women aren't even willing because they are outside of the bubble and they cannot see it. One of the women said some things that were a little attacky. And I said, look, when you're ready to hear it, I'll be here. And she's like, I will never be ready to hear it because like you are a hater and it's so obvious. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) But again, I will be here. I said, you will remember this 
when this doesn't work for you. And I will be here when you have questions about why it didn't work for you. And she's like, I will never need to ask you that because this business, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, whatever. Okay, whatever. They're not willing to see it. They're not willing to have a conversation about it. They're not willing to say, you know what? This is my financial future. Maybe I should just entertain this. Maybe I should just do the math and go, you know what? I'm spending $100 a month. And if I'm successful, I'm only getting a $15 commission. So I'm losing $85 a month, but I've got three bottles of vitamins. Nobody's looking at the numbers. And in the video, the man is literally saying, that's how the math works. Numbers don't lie. Once you have 20,000 people underneath you, you'll be getting an $80,000 bonus check every month. And I'm like, 20,000 people? How many people in this MLM are going to have 20,000 people underneath them? And they're like, just you wait. When this MLM goes public, millions of people are going to know about it. I'm like, baby girl, people are already learning about it now because I'm talking about it. You didn't want this name out. By the way, it's called Living R3. Beware. understand it is just math when you appreciate the value in these packages when you appreciate the products and how they work and you realize there's a whole country out there that has never heard of us and nobody has said our name on social media except for the lady that was trying to dog us but i don't even care i'm like let her hopefully somebody meets with her and talks to her and signs her up and she can actually see that it's a legitimate opportunity she was obviously butthurt by another company that was probably really confusing and had 20 different ways to get paid and she didn't make any money and then she got upset one person told me she was like we're gonna sue you because you leaked the name before we were ready to launch and i was like that's not how suing people works like they're like you're defaming the company you're slandering the company and i was like by giving my opinion on how it's a scam that's not slandering a company like uh, prove it <laughs> it isn't like you don't even understand legal terminology that's the thing the ignorance it's terrifying and it is and it's willful ignorance and i don't think that these women are bad people no i think these women are misled i think these women are following a false prophet i think yes. these women do not understand intrinsically what they have signed up for and I hope that we get through to one or two of them. One or two of them might go, you know what? Oh my God, this actually, now that you broke it down, I watched the video, now that you broke it down, it does seem like a pyramid scheme. And I looked up what a pyramid scheme is and it's not really far off from what we're doing. So yeah, I'm like, you're making money, but you have not launched yet. So there are no customers, oh. yet you're making money. How, how? So these are questions that nobody wants to ask because the answers are scary. Nobody wants to say, oh my God, you're right. I think I might be in a scam. Nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to be wrong. I get it. I don't like being right about this stuff. Absolutely. I wish I was more wrong. Oh no, it's painful. It is. It's incredibly painful. Isn't it though? It's painful to see friends that I know that have been ensconced into this, including me. It wasn't you know, not being a bad person. It's a, my God, you're absolutely right. You're under this spell. Right. 
and, and I think the same thing too. Once you have teeth into it, you're not ready to admit to you yourself that, oh boy, I may have really just screwed up and this is actually not so good. And yeah, I was vulnerable and I got taken advantage of, basically. I think it's hard as human beings for us to admit these things. And you're absolutely right. And MLMs and these other things, they count on that. That's the whole absolutely you know, prey mentality. And it, it's just horrible. Yeah. None of these women could give me any counter arguments to my math and my points. The counter arguments were, oh, you must have been burned by an MLM. Oh, you're just a hater. Oh, you must have failed. Because you failed, you want everyone else to fail too. And I was like, that's so not who I am or what I'm about like at all. Someone was like, I looked at your page and it is filled with hate. And I was like, is, really? it that, is that hate? Or are you triggered because you're in a scam and your cognitive dissonance is knocking and pounding and saying, hey, this girl might be right. You might want to check it out. You might want to do some, you might actually want to do research. You might actually want to look into these things. And it's this really strange place to be. And it really, I think, honestly, like that's where a lot of the mental health issues in an MLM comes because you're getting this pushback from people who actually care about you. But the people who don't care about you, the ones you just met, the ones that you've invested everything with, they just keep parroting, oh, you just have to work harder. Oh, it was really hard for me the first two months too. Don't worry, the oh, third month yeah. is where it really kicks in. And whatever you need to say to get somebody to just stick around for another month. I think once I started realizing that what was going on was they just needed me to stick around for another, just tell her whatever she needs to say to stick around for another month, is when you start going, oh, what is going on? And then there's this mistrust of like, can I trust you? Because the things you're telling me, they're not true. They're not real. I'm looking it up. I'm doing this research for myself. I'm being lied to systemically. I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody. Who can I trust? And the mental health that could already be underlying, could already be there, could have already been diagnosed, whatever, however it is coming in, it is bubbling and it is going to become an issue. I think most people that I talk to that leave MLM have some sort of mental illness or social anxiety of some sort because of the MLM. I know that there's not really any way to track that because there's so many variables, but just in talking to people, like, do you feel like your mental health is better or worse after being in an MLM? And I don't think I've met anybody who's like, oh, it's so much better now. I think about how much of cults, like think of all the people coming out of that like Nexium thing. Were they better? Hell no. PTSD, I mean, in my opinion, it's commercialized cultism. And so coming out of it, and certainly again, even when I left one of these things more recently with the supplements, there was that fear like, oh, maybe my dear friend won't want to be my friend anymore. Even though it pulled at me and also being, I admit, I just got divorced. Awful divorce vulnerable, move to a place where I don't know anybody. So all of a sudden, that fear of losing people close to me is, and this is, you know, where that depression starts to bubble up again, and that concern and that anxiety that, oh, if I rock the boat, oh, what if all of a sudden, oh, but everyone, no one likes Heather anymore. And so I can really understand this even more recently, I felt it. But when I felt that I realized that Oh, I'm going to push back against it and do the opposite of what I fear. Instead of staying quiet, 
very public and very much an advocate saying, if you can, watch out and try to avoid like the plague these MLMs because it doesn't matter how smart or how not smart, like you said, you get absolutely completely enmeshed in this and the damage can be really terrible. Um, and, and so I'm so grateful for what you're doing, spreading your awareness. So Heather, in the 33 years that you believed in MLM as a construct, we'll just call it that, you're going to parties, you're joining certain companies. How many companies did you join in the 33 years? Okay, so I joined New Skin. I joined the Dutera. I joined the CBD one. Which one's the CBD one? Is it Ariel or Green Compass? It's not Ariel. It's it's another one too. And I as we knew too, a lot of those ones they morph into other ones because you know how the CEOs of these things they take over the top people and then they move on. Okay, so I mean, it's funny that I'm blanking it, but I'll guarantee that. It probably was one of those in its first incarnation, and it was a little while back. But I would say four, where I was, you know, like, okay. And again, I was trying that, and I'm thinking, why those ones? Well, first one, new skin, naivete. I'm a young kid. Deterra, guilt. I want to look after my little sister. I'm like, oh, well, she just bought all these oils, and she's just signed me up, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, she's my little sister. She's going through a hard time. Oh, screw it. I'll support her. Okay. The third one with CBD, I was old high school friends saying, oh, this is great. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. And freaking blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, all right, fine. I'll do this. And then the fourth one, <laughs> divorce, having gained 50 pounds more than I normally am, feeling really lousy about myself physically, feeling depressed, being my absolute worst. And I think it's why I think this last one, the keto one, spearheaded me to really get in touch with you and go, this is why I want to do it. Because here I am literally living and breathing what it is to be vulnerable, what it is not to feel physically at my best or emotionally or feel safe. All of those things, being isolated, huge hit also to my economic with the divorce for me. I am not alone, like many women who come out of a divorce, not for the better. And unfortunately, that's a statistic that is terrifying. So I could see, and then having a close dear friend, again, it wasn't, she didn't try to sell me. She lost a lot of weight doing this, but also, again, I think she lost weight because she changed. She did, she's done amazing things and continues to be. But, you know, thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll try this out. Then all of a sudden, once, once, hey, well, if you become a promoter, and again, it wasn't her. She's wonderful. It was the higher up saying, well, now that you are, you're in this little promoter circle. And make sure that you go into every Facebook private group, even if, if it has nothing to do with weight loss or health. Because, if, this is a quote, if you are not getting kicked out of private groups, it could be like, Groups that are supporting people with, like, their parents of Alzheimer's. If you're not going into groups like that and getting kicked out, well, then you're not doing enough. Wow. And that, that is a quote. That is a quote from the latest one, okay? 
And the latest one is Prove It. We're just going to name it. Prove It. That's the ketone one. It's Prove It. It's Prove It. And again, it's not to say that ketones can't do a hell of a lot of good things for people. Maybe they can. But here's the thing. It's like, maybe you should check with your doctor. Right. And then it goes down to two. It is the culture. And I will say out of the four, out of the four, Prove It by far some of the meanest, nastiest, behind-the-scenes culture I have seen. And, I mean, when I read those things, and it was that someone had tried to infiltrate one of these groups, like, like a support group, and the administrator kicked me out because they said, look, there's no sales or advertising in this group. And so all of a sudden it was this group thing attack, like that administrator pound sand. All of a sudden it was bashing. This administrator of a group, it's like a help group. Like, what the hell? And I thought to myself, oh, my God. I was already not invested in this, but I'm thinking, this is this viciousness. And also, again, this pressure that if somehow, if you're not losing weight, then somehow you're failing. And if you're not getting kicked out of Facebook groups, you're not harassing people enough. That's right. And that's their take on it. That was like a switch hit me. And I'll tell you, that's when I messaged you. Because I got right out of it, and I thought, I, I don't even want... And I was drinking some of the ketones. I was trying them. And again, what I found basically for me, personally, it just total stomach upset. And ultimately, just not for me. Again, if it works for other people. But what kills me is that MLM culture and the whole thing. And to say, yeah, make sure you want to get into as many... You want to infiltrate private support groups? It was like a kindergarten teacher group or something. I'm like, you want to do that? What is wrong with you? Well, don't some of these Facebook groups have like entry questions where it's like, like you're saying yes. a kindergarten teacher group, like, where do you teach kindergarten? Where did you get your teaching? They'll have questions to like vet people before they join. What would they say? Just lie? Just make something up to get into the group? Or perhaps they're in these groups because they're actually in the professions and all of a sudden they're trying to, But oh, on top of being a teacher, I also have lost all this weight with Prove It or whatever other freaking MLM type right. diet thing it is. So they think that that's okay. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this? This is ridiculous. It's concerning. I mean, I have this group on, you know, it's a private group and it's called Plant Loving People. It's it's a bunch of people that get together and we talk about how much we love to garden and we have gardening questions. And the minute anybody tries to sell anything, I don't even give them a second chance. They're out of there because it's a safe place. And, and I'm not even talking even MLM. As I said right there, we're not selling anything here, okay? They're out of there. Because by saying you agree to these rules, you breach of the rules, so the hell with you, you're out of here. I think that's me having been burned so much by these MLMs that I'm like, yeah, well, screw you. <laughs> I want this place to be a place that's safe where you can talk about your plants <laughs> and not about whether you have to be worried you're going to be hit up by some MLMs right. or anything else for that matter. 
see that for me, like the safe space, the anti MLM, there's no MLMs here. Safe space is so important to me. And is something that I try really hard to foster. Like we have a Facebook group, we have a discord, we have a bunch of different places that you can join and hang out with like-minded people who have been there, done that, who aren't going to turn around and be like, Oh, you have a problem. I've got a solution. The people that are offering solutions have been there, done that. They're non-MLM solutions. They might be something that person does now. Like, oh, you're looking for a fitness person? I know a person. But what I can say is that every single person in this group is either out of MLM or on their way out of MLM. They understand why it's problematic, why and how it's predatory. They don't want to be a part of it, but they don't want to lose the community of people and, and crowdsourcing. To say, hey, I'm looking for a new lotion. I get really dry arms in the winter. Does anybody have a great lotion? Oh, yeah, I've got this lotion. And not being like, you can buy my lotion and join my team. I've got a special oil that'll work for that. (laughs) Like, there's nothing like that, right? It's literally just people like, what kind of scents do you like? I really like the body butter from the blah, blah, blah. Or have you checked out this company? Or you can get it at Walmart. It's super cheap. It's on sale this week. That's what they're getting. It's the community that we originally thought we were signing up for when MLMers infiltrate and bring their scams in. I want to create a safe space where I can ask a question and I'm not going to get a bunch of DMs from people who are going to try to rope me into something. Or if I say, I don't want anything scammy, then I'm not going to get a bunch of comments that are like, well, what's a scam to you? Why are you such a hater? Like, it's not going to happen. Because everyone's on the same page. And I think people don't understand like how important it is to have a community that you can trust that's first thought aside from I need to get into this group is how can I manipulate these people into joining this really great opportunity that I'm also in because I don't want to be the last one in anymore. I got to get at least three people underneath me. So I'm not the one at the bottom anymore. And I don't want that in my life. I want to be able to ask a question and get a genuine response or be like, oh, you know what? I actually did try that didn't work for me. Okay. Well, have you tried blah, blah, blah? Like I don't want a group of people that are going to try to scam me, that trying to get my money into their pockets is their number one goal or, you know, to affect my mental health. I want to be able to talk about something and know that the people that are listening are like-minded and understand, not an echo chamber like-minded, but like-minded and understanding what we've all been through, how it pertains to our situation and how to like kind of joke about it without it being a focus, without it being some sort of scam and just have a community. I mean, that's the reason most of us joined MLM, right? We did. For, and this is what you're talking about too, is actually true community. Yeah. Where it's based on actually communing with people that are not out to get their pound of flesh. Right. And I think that's it. That it's about, hey, by virtue of being a human being, and it, that's community because that's exactly it. And that's the thing too. I mean, I hate how the word haters is just so overused. And it's like, <laughs> I can, we all hate something. Like, I okay, can say, I'm a mayonnaise hater. Wait, wait, whatever. It's ridiculous. But you're absolutely right. The providing, and I think what you're doing here is so important, is just expanding that and saying, yes, you can come to this safe place. And if you ask for like, a skin cream, we're going to tell you, hey, you know what? Here's a sale at blah, 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 Walmart. Or 
they get this thing at Trader Joe's for four bucks, and it's really good. And if you mix it with some lavender oil, which you don't have to get from DoTerra because it'll cost you $5 million, that might help you sleep at night. It may not. Maybe check with your doctor. But here's an idea and things like that where that's exactly it. That's awesome. Yeah. I am an MLM hater, though. It's a badge that I wear proudly. I am too. I hate them. I, and I'll, I'll tell you, I hated them before, but after this last one with Prove It, I mean, I was just seeing red. I was like, <sighs> but I'm thinking, my God, how dare you infiltrate these groups? And especially, again, anything that has to do with support or a bunch of teachers getting together talking about, God, sometimes in the kindergartners and blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? This anger, I mean, that's enough. And it's interesting, since reaching out and feeling empowered about reaching out to you, I have felt that shift in my mental health for the better, saying, you know what? I'm not afraid of the shade and hate that I am going to receive, not by my beloved friends in it, because, but by the, you know, the grand poobahs above that will probably be like, that was private conversation. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The minute you tell me to like raid groups, that'd be like walking into an AA meeting going, I have a really amazing opportunity for you. I mean, what? Oh, come on, man. It's jello shots. It's jello shots. <laughs> just a little bit of alcohol. Nothing that'll register. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're selling wine. You're like, no. That's what it is. Like, how about some candy for your baby? You don't worry. It's hard candy. They won't choke if they're under one. I mean, this is the type of stuff. So that was it. And with, with, with both disgust coupled with, which thank God I got from my parents, a a sense of humor, I can go, yeah, I'm disgusted, I'm angry, and I'm going to say something about it. And so Absolutely. that's it. And that's why I'm here. I'm just so grateful for you and for all, and for all the guests that you have on the show and for the group that I have, I joined. I'm in the anti-LM group. Yay! You'll see me there posting. Yay! We have a really good community. You do. I love it. it you know, it's taken us a couple of years to really kind of get on the up and up and like, it's mostly me because Michelle's like, we should do this. We should do that. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and she just was like, I don't care. I'm just going to build it anyway. And they will come. And we've been having so much fun in the discord, doing watch parties and just chatting and checking in like a real community. And it just feels so lovely and wonderful. And for me to hear your stories about being taught how to infiltrate Facebook groups, which we already knew was happening because we're in Facebook groups and we see it happen. All the time, but right? To be taught how to join them, the ones to pick out, how to, you know, manipulate the members. If you're not getting kicked out of them, you're not trying hard enough. It just this really horrible rhetoric that's coming from these scams. And then the antithesis of that is all of the victims of these scams, of religious cults, of commercial cults, of whatever high demand control group coming together and saying, I get it, I see you, been there, done that, let's watch a movie together and make fun of the ridiculousness that we all can see because we're all inside that bubble now. We can all see it, we've all done it, we can call it for what it is, we're haters, loud and proud, and to understand that like mental health is a part of this, that we're getting out of these bad situations, that we're yes. healing ourselves by, by having therapy, 
whether it be group therapy in a chat or a Facebook group or actual therapy with a professional or just finding your kindred spirit who was in the same LOA of your Amway. And you're like, oh my God, I was under them too. Let's swap horror stories. It is so unbelievably healing and important. And it is such a big part of getting out of these groups is understanding you're not alone. It wasn't your fault. You didn't need to infiltrate these groups. You didn't need to do all of this crazy hullabaloo stuff. Like it's okay. You're learning, you're getting better. You're leaving that stuff behind. And it's just, it's such a wonderful place. And it makes me so happy when I get emails like yours that are like, Hey, I've been listening. I've got stuff to add. I want to talk about this. Like it is so important because this show, I know I say it all the time, but like this show would be nothing without people like you reaching out to me and saying, I have a story to tell. I have a puzzle piece to add to the big picture. It's just a lovely, wonderful thing. And the show has become a living document. And people go, what's your show about? And I'm like, well, it started off like this. We talk about this. And honestly, like the emails I get and the comments I receive dictate what the episodes, the topics, the themes will be for each month, for each year, whatever. Because it's what's affecting us right now. Hey, Roberta, I noticed that this is happening a lot. I'm like, we should do an episode on that. We should dive into that. We should talk about that. We should bring it you know, publicly and bring some awareness to it. And it's, it's such an important part of the show. And so I want to thank you for reaching out. This is anybody listening. This is your sign to finally reach out. Just do it. Just email me and let's make an episode and talk about these things because where else are you going to talk about this? Where else do you get to come and listen and hear these stories and relate and go, yes. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I just really want to thank you oh, for reaching out, Heather. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Really, see, mutual, <laughs> it's a mutual admiration society, but I mean with all my heart. And, and thank you for being so accessible. I mean, I think, again, that's the other thing, too, is that your openness and I learned so much from you and from all your guests and from everyone listening. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I think accessibility is a really big part of this show. I know not a lot of people or even everybody is accessible and, and that's a personal preference for me because it, it, I am such like a crowd sourcer for what we want to talk about, what MLMs we want to talk about, what cults we want to talk about, what documentaries we want to watch. Like I, I crowdsource so much from people that it is such an important part. If I wasn't accessible, I don't think I would be nearly as successful at what I do as we have become. Because like I said, like I could have the show, but it's the guests that make this show. I'm just the host. I'm funny. I'm reliable, whatever. It's the guests that come that bring these topics that say, let's talk about it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. That sounds great. So again, this is your sign to open up your email right now and say, Roberta, I have an Amway story. I have a prove it story. Yes. I have a weird religious cult story. I have a weird encounter at the grocery store with this lady who followed me out to my car because she, you know, whatever it is, like what's happening is so important. I want to bring those things to the forefront. I want people to be talking about it. I want people when they're somewhere that they've listened to the episode a couple days later, they're at a place and they're experiencing it. And they're like, Oh, this is a red flag. I literally just heard about this on the show. That's what I want. I want people to be like, Nope. <laughs> Hell no. And that's what's so great. 
and to say, yeah, I am a proud MLM hater. Maybe we need some proud MLM hater merch or something, <laughs> like a pin we can all wear. <laughs> like, right, exactly. That we want, it won't, it's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's not a cult either. You can leave anytime you want. <laughs> exactly. You can check out and you can leave. I totally. Mean, <laughs> oh my God. Thank right. you so much. Right after I'm like, join the Discord, join the Facebook group, join the, it's not a cult. <laughs> you can leave whenever you want. <laughs> you can. That's what's so great. But you won't want to leave because it's awesome. It really is. So yeah, for sure. Thank you for hearing my stories and everything. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you for sharing it. Are you ready to answer some rapid fire questions? Yeah. Okay. And I love this. <laughs> All right. Cool. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLMs? Sucks. Give me a warning to somebody who wants to join an MLM. Stay away. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Prove it. Give me the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM. Not give up your power. And what's the positive takeaway from your time in MLM? Getting to meet people like you and the wonderful people listening and the guests who share the commitment to fight this bullshit. Well, that's a great answer. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's my favorite positive takeaway too, is getting to meet so many incredible people who have been there, done that, who get the jokes, who understand the nuance. The getting the jokes part is really important to me. It's really cool. <laughs> and, and just like, and also like riffing off of like cognitive dissonance. I mean, I just like saying that. I love that too. I love that. <laughs> but that was like a big thing in, in grad school. We, it was like, cognitive dissonance that was like the big thing like oh my god cognitive dissonance and now it's but like yeah cognitive dissonance man well i just want to say thank you again for coming on the show for sharing your experiences with mlm and what you've learned thank you so much it was really great thanks for opening up this conversation because it's one i've wanted to have for a while yay thank you so much sweetie <laughs> thank you thanks everybody Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast or visit our website at lifeafteremlmpod.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon for exclusive content and join the community on Discord. You can find all of the links to follow in our show notes. Life After MLM is produced by Roberta Blevins. Audio editing is done by the lovely Kayla Craven. Video editing by the indescribable RK Gold. And Michelle Carpenter is our triple emerald princess of robots. If you have a story about a cult, fraud, scam, or MLM and want to be on the show, please hit us up. We would love to help you tell your story and start your healing journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.